You're listening to Sort of Spiritual. Not too long ago, I never would have called myself a spiritual person. But in the past few years, I've gone from being broke, sick all the time, feeling trapped in a job that made me miserable, to easily building a six-figure business, finding the most incredible partner, and creating the freedom to live my life. And along the way, it looks like I've become sort of spiritual. In this podcast, I'm going to bring you the most impactful tools and lessons I've found for personal and spiritual growth. In season one, we're diving into human design, my favorite tool for self-awareness, easy alignment, and the catalyst behind my massive life upgrade. I'm so grateful you've chosen to join me on this journey. Let's get into it. Hello, welcome. I'm going to keep this intro super short so we can get right back into learning about projectors. In this episode, we're getting into the whole waiting for the invitation business. What does that actually mean? What are invitations? What to do when you're waiting? Because this is a big piece. And we're going to talk a lot about recognition because it's a key part of the projector energy, as well as burnout, health, and work. And as usual, I made a cheat sheet for you. If you didn't download it already, you can find it at sortofspiritual.com slash projector. I think this might be my favorite cheat sheet that I have created so far. So I hope you love it and find it helpful. Let's get into this week's episode. Okay, so let's talk a little bit more about recognition as a projector. This is such a key for being a projector. You are here to be recognized and invited. I've probably said that 10 times already. So some kind of guidelines or like do's and don'ts when it comes to recognition. So you do want to recognize yourself. This can be a game changer for projectors because often projectors go chasing recognition from others. But if you want to be recognized for something, you need to recognize that gift, that special thing, in yourself first. So I always like to recommend that projectors do that. And whether that's writing a list of something at the end of the day where you're recognizing yourself for these things, these gifts, or it could be affirmations. Maybe it's mirror work. You're saying your affirmations in the mirror about what you're recognizing in yourself. But you want to make sure you're recognizing yourself for the right things. And you're not recognizing yourself or you worked so hard and you pushed yourself through this. That's not what you're here to be doing. You want to recognize yourself for the right things. And that will attract more people to recognize you for the right things as well. And by right things, again, I'm talking about what your unique gifts, talents, view, perspective, guide, ability, management ability is. It's not about hard work and hustle. You want to also be specific in your recognition. I don't know if you have experiences in your life of being specifically recognized versus generally recognized. And so what I mean, if someone says to you like, oh, wow, you did a great job today, that's very different than saying your insight on this project was incredible. That brought so much value to this whatever that we're doing, and it's changed the course that we're taking now because of how you saw blah, 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 and analyzed blah, 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 right? That's a very different type of recognition than great work. And so you want to be specific when you're recognizing yourself, but also when you're recognizing others. Or if you're not a projector and you're listening to this, Honestly, for anybody, I think specific recognition is really beautiful, but especially for a projector. 
And that's also a way as a projector that you can know you're being seen correctly when someone is being specific. When someone's just, yeah, you're great, you're awesome. It's like, well, what does that mean? What's awesome? Are you just saying this? It doesn't necessarily land or feel true or feel important. So having that specific recognition and receiving that can be really important and can be really great. And giving yourself that specific recognition is a great start for that. Giving recognition to others can also be a great thing to do as a projector. You can see people really well. And it's very easy for projectors to go into, you could do this better, you know, the critique mode of having constructive criticism of this could be better, this could be different. So you have this really powerful ability to see other people and to recognize other people. So practice recognizing good things in other people instead of just things that need to be changed. And that also can create that energetic frequency of positive recognition. Understanding your boundaries when it comes to recognition is also something that's great to learn in the sense of just because you're recognized for something doesn't mean you have to keep doing it, doesn't mean you need to accept an invitation that comes after it, doesn't mean anything. You can just accept recognition as is. You don't need to make it mean anything beyond that. And especially about being recognized for hard work, right? We don't want that kind of recognition as a projector. So having boundaries with that, where if that's something you're being recognized for, we need to have an intention to get that changed because that's gonna lead you to burnout. Learning your human design chart can also be quite helpful as a projector, especially your channels, because when you're understanding your channels, this can really help you to understand your strengths and your gifts and what you're here to be recognized for. Your gates to a degree are also a great place to learn more about and to understand, and you can pick up things or you can recognize yourself for these things as you notice them, and you can pick up on what other people are recognizing in these gifts that you have built into your design. And the last thing I wanna talk about with recognition is do not do things for recognition, please. Do not do things for recognition. If you're struggling for recognition or when you're doing things to try to be seen or you're showing off to try to be seen, it doesn't work. It's a repelling energy when you're doing something to be seen. I worked with this client, oh gosh, probably over a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago now, and she was a projector and realized how much in her life she was doing to get recognition. And she was on all of these extra like committees and in all these groups because she wanted to be recognized. And she hated these things. She didn't do them because she enjoyed them. She did them because she wanted recognition. And the recognition wasn't coming, which was making her bitter, which is then going to decrease your chance even further of being recognized. So don't struggle for recognition. Don't do things for the purpose of recognition. Do things because you you love them, recognize yourself for things because they're there, because you enjoy it, and then allow the recognition to come. Okay, let's get into the strategy for a projector. The strategy is to wait for the invitation. I think the strategy is a little bit more discover your gift, do the things you love, be your most magnetic self, allow yourself to be seen and recognized, and then get invitations, right? So it's not like you're just sitting there waiting, not doing anything, expecting someone to come and knock on your door and give you an invitation. And I can only imagine how frustrating it is to hear that your strategy is waiting for an invitation. And it's just like, what does that even mean? So let's talk about this, right? We've talked a lot about being recognized, but you need to be seen in order to be recognized. So you wanna make sure that whatever it is you're doing is something that people can see. And you need to be sharing your gifts in a way that people can actually find them. So while you're waiting, it's this build it and they will come mantra, right? But it's not build it so they will come. 
You build something because you love it, not for other people. It really has to be about you and what's right for you, and then other people will naturally be attracted. So you want to do the things that you want to do, and no one else has to invite you to do the things that you love. So I think there's a lot of confusion around this whole invitation idea that, okay, am I just supposed to sit on my couch and do nothing until someone comes and hands me an invitation or texts me something? When you have something that you love to do and you're passionate about and you're excited about, start doing it. And you can sometimes look at it as if there's like a soul invitation that the universe has given you, if that's helpful, where it's like, there's this thing that I love, like you can recognize what's really pulling you to something. And one of the things that Karen Curry says that I love about projectors is that if you want to be recognized for being an author, you need to write the book or you need to live a life worth writing a book about, right? Depending on what it is you're trying to write. But I think it's so perfect for projectors because you don't need to be invited into a lot of things, actually. You need invitations for the big things. You need invitations when you are sharing your gifts with other people. Aside from that, you don't need a lot of invitations. It's for the big things things. So let's go back to that book example, right? Let's say you have this book you want to write. You are not going to go around and pitch this idea to a bunch of publishers because you're selling yourself, you're pushing it. What you could do is start writing the book, make a framework for the book. Maybe you write the whole book. Maybe you self-publish it on Amazon. That's okay. Maybe you write a blog post. Maybe you start a TikTok account where you share about the types of things that the book is about. Maybe you have a YouTube video about it or a podcast about it where it's like you're sharing about these topics and people can recognize you for these things and eventually perhaps you get recognized as an author and someone does give you a book deal perhaps you end up going down a completely different path and that's totally okay too because you enjoyed the process the whole time you were using your gifts you were allowing other people to see you and you're going to receive recognition and invitations if it's something that really is aligned for you and that you have a gift for and again while you're waiting you're growing your skills, you're gaining mastery, you're adding tools to your toolbox so you're ready for that invitation when it's manifested as an actual invitation. Some invitations are going to actually be blatant invitations, like a person inviting you for a job or someone inviting you out on a date or into a relationship. But if you feel called to do something and it doesn't involve others and you would do it anyway, that's an energetic invitation. That's like the universal invitation. If you're called to start making movies, you don't need someone to invite you to enroll in film school. Go enroll. Follow the things that feel good. Follow the things that feel good and work on your gifts or share them in a public way like posting something online, like something on social media, like making your gifts available where you're not selling yourself or pushing yourself. Another thing about invitations is that they can expire or lose their energy, and that's also okay. So if you've received an invitation maybe six months ago or a year ago, and you're not really sure if that invitation is still valid, you can reach out and clarify in the status of the invite. So it's not like you have to just sit and wait where it's, oh, I didn't get back to them and now this doesn't count and now I have to wait for them to invite me again. No, if they extended an invitation, you can reach out and clarify. And maybe the invitation's expired. And like, okay, great. There'll be another one that comes along. You also want to look back throughout your life for examples of invitations. I find whenever I do readings with projectors and we talk about invitations, they always come back to me and they're like, wow, actually, now that I think about it, every job I've ever had, I was invited to. Or these amazing things happened to me and I was invited to. And these other things I was trying to force and it didn't happen and it wasn't working. Or 
I was talking to someone a while back who had just discovered she was a projector and she was like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense and it makes me feel so much better because my business is doing really well actually, but I feel like I should be reaching out more and I should be doing more and I'm somehow missing out or I'm not making the sales that I could be making if I was pushing more. And that would not be correct at all. So I think it's really cool how often projectors just naturally get into this energy of receiving invitations and operating that way. If you get too busy, you can miss an invitation. So you wanna make sure as a projector that you're not busy just to be busy. And this isn't about FOMO, right? This isn't about having a fear of missing out. It's just about not being so busy with things that aren't correct for you. So you're available when invitations do come along. Projectors aren't meant to be really busy. They're not meant to have a super packed schedule and be spending all of their energy all over the place all the time. But you're also not meant to just be lying on the couch, right? You need to be out in the world, but you don't wanna be so busy that you miss things that are right for you. I also don't think you really ever miss anything that's right for you, but that's more about having trust that like the right thing will come back around. And if it doesn't, it's not the right thing. Something better will be there. But you'll often get things quicker or more in alignment if you allow yourself to have space for things to actually come in. You also want to be mindful that you're not trying to orchestrate invitations. Pushing is not a magnetic energy. It's not going to attract invitations. So you want to be mindful that you're not pushing to receive something. Allowing people to support you as a projector and allowing others to facilitate invitations can be helpful, right? You're not meant to do things alone. So if, so if someone else wants to reach out on your behalf and like make an introduction or something to create an invitation, that's very different than telling someone, hey, I want you to reach out to this person and tell them to ask me, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, don't try to orchestrate it. Allow things to be natural. Don't try to force things. One of the best things that you can do is silently waiting for invitations. And I don't mean silently as in like, I want to silence you. I don't ever want to do that to anybody. But where you're not trying to force things, you're not trying to orchestrate things, you are doing the stuff that you love, you're doing things that lights you up, you're taking really good care of your energy, you're working on being like the most magnetic version of yourself, you have a lot of room in your life for rest, you have room for new opportunities, and that can be helpful in creating more invitations. One of my favorite examples of a projector I worked with, I initially met her as someone who was training to be an osteopath, and she had I think some sort of like skin thing, but did some research and found this type of like probiotic bacteria that she started using in a body oil. And she had her Instagram where she talked about her kind of osteopath stuff or whatever. And she was sharing about this body oil that she created and all of the research she was doing on it. And like, oh my God, these bacteria are so cute. They're doing all these things and like whatever, right? She was just doing it because she loved it. She loved the research. She loved sharing it. She went deep into that. And because she was constantly sharing about it, people started reaching out to be like, hey, can I buy this oil from you? And she was like, oh yeah, okay. And started selling it. And from there, a bunch of stores in the city reached out to her and invited her to carry her product. She wasn't going from store to store being like, hey, I have this great product. It does X, Y, Z. Do you want to carry it? No, people just reached out to her and asked if they could carry it because she just loved it and shared what she loved and shared all the tiny little details and all the little things that she was really obsessed about. And then when people saw it, they wanted it. And I think that's such a great strategy for projectors is show and tell. Allow your skills to be seen. Allow yourself to be seen. Share the things that you're passionate about and then just let it go. Release the attachment. Make things available, but don't be forcing things. You don't need to be selling things. 
Something else with invitations that we need to talk about is that you want to be selective. Not every invitation needs to be a yes. And I know that this is tricky, especially if you feel like you're not getting a lot of invitations or for emotional projectors that need to then wait longer after they've received an invitation to see if it's a good decision for them or not. But not every invitation needs to be a yes. And that's something that you'll understand and come to terms with more over time the more that you practice. However, once you receive the invitation and you accept and you're in, you're in. You don't need repeated invites for every single thing. So let's say if you're invited into a marriage or invited into a relationship, once you're in and you've accepted, you don't need an invitation every time you want to initiate something with your partner, every time you want to go on vacation, every time you want to make plans. You have freedom once you're in this relationship to just be. That being said, unless you've been invited into a very specific role where your feedback and your criticism is specifically invited, that's not something that I would openly share all the time. For example, if you were hired by a company as an employee and you get there and you're constantly being like, this is a waste of money, this person is in the wrong role, this isn't productive, this blah, 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 people would be like, who hired her? Like, you haven't been invited for that. Have you been invited into the job? Yes. To do the duties that were agreed upon in the job? Yes. It doesn't mean you're invited to share your constant feedback. That being said, if you were invited into a role as a consultant, let's say, where that's what they're hiring you to do, they're hiring you to point out all the problems and to say what needs to be fixed, then yes, that absolutely is your job to share all of this feedback. When it comes to projectors in business, I want to touch on this a little bit because a lot of people are like, how can I be a projector and be in business? And how am I supposed to sell things if I'm not supposed to sell things and be pushy? One of the analogies that I love for this that doesn't technically have anything to do with being a projector, but I think it's so fitting, it's this idea of offering coffee. So let's say you go to someone's house and this isn't someone's house where you're super comfortable and have been going to since you were five years old, right? So you go over to their house and they're like, hey, do you want coffee? But you don't see any coffee around. They would have to go make this whole pot of coffee. A lot of people are going to be like, oh no, it's okay. It's fine. I don't want coffee. Even though they might want coffee, they just don't want to put you through the trouble of it. And so it's a very different experience if someone comes over and you're like, hey, do you want coffee? And you're greeting them with a tray of coffee that has a coffee pot and some cream and sugar and cups and whatever. Because then it's, oh yeah, sure. I'd love coffee. It's right there. It's really easy. And translating that to business when it comes to projectors is making your gifts ready and making your gifts easy for other people to see, for other people to recognize, for other people to share, for other people to participate in. So you're not pushing, you're not forcing anyone to have coffee. You're not trying to sell them on like, you need to have this coffee. I made this coffee. I took 17 minutes to brew this coffee. I specifically bought this coffee from this exact, no, you're not selling them on the coffee. It's just there. And so if they want the coffee, they'll happily have it, but it's not, you're forcing, you're not convincing, you're not selling, you're not pushing. Maybe you're going to talk about, oh my gosh, do you want some coffee? I just got back from this market and they had this. It's my favorite coffee, but you're not forcing it on somebody. So having yourself, your gifts available, but you're not pushing them. Okay. So let's move on and talk a little bit about your environment. I don't hear this talked about a lot for projectors, but it is something that's important. So the idea of you are what you eat for projectors, it's like you are what you consume energetically. So you want to make sure that you're taking in correct people. And when you're doing that, you're going to be correct. And I use again, correct alignment, however you want to hear that. But when you're around aligned people and you're taking in aligned people, you're more likely to then be in alignment. But you need to be around people that are healthy energetically and that value your skills. 
That being said, an aligned projector will also be great at guiding people to correctness or to alignment for themselves. And I mentioned this earlier, but when you guide people, you're asking the right questions instead of bossing them around and telling them what to do. Human design, I think, can be so helpful for projectors, not only so you can understand yourself energetically, but you can understand the people around you energetically as well. Okay, so the needs and wants of a projector. Projectors need alone time and time with others. They need to have a balance. They need recognition and words of affirmation. They need a place to share their wisdom or unique perspective or advice. They need space to dive into their thing, that thing that they just want to learn about, that they just want to share about, that they just want to do all the time. They need their right people. So I've mentioned this a few times, but the right people are important for projectors. And if you don't have people that recognize you and see your gifts, start setting an intention that your right people are going to find you. You need boundaries for your energy. You need to really work on knowing when enough is enough, when you need rest, you need a trusted listener, and you need a good environment. Ideally, you also need to be able to make money where you're not trading dollars for hours. You don't have sustainable energy, so it's not sustainable for you to be trading dollars for hours, meaning you're getting paid hourly, or you're getting paid a salary based on working 40 hours a week or whatever it is. Transitioning to some sort of an income structure where you can trade your value for money is a lot more sustainable for a projector. Some fears for projectors are not being seen, having to work hard and not have it bring you the success that you want. There's fears that the invitations won't come, so you have to try to force them or hustle to get them. And there's the fear of always feeling run down, right? Of being burnt out. Like, am I always going to feel this tired? <laughs> no, you're not meant to feel tired all the time. Your energy just needs to be used differently. And one final thing about projectors, I want to just touch on health really quickly. And this is a little bit of a word of caution. When I was first learning about human design, I was taught that projectors can essentially fake being generators until they're about 30 or 35 years old. But when you work with projectors, you'll often find that when they reach that age, they will burn out or they will have some sort of autoimmune disease or thyroid problem or this major system crash that causes them to shut down and forces them to take a break. And it can last a really long time. I want to be mindful because I never want to put this on somebody as a projector that like, oh, you're going to get sick or you're going to burn out. But your energy does work differently. So again, I am not a doctor, right? You know this. This is just something that I've learned about human design. And I've seen time and time again when I work with projectors, it was like, wow, this actually does happen. And it wasn't something that I wanted to mention in readings at first because, again, I don't want to put this on people. But then every time I did a reading for someone that was over the age of 30, they're like, oh yeah, I've burned out. Or, oh yeah, I have this autoimmune disease. Or, oh yeah, I have thyroid problems. And sometimes it takes them months or even years to really recover from it. And that's why I'm saying this as a word of caution, because it's so important for you to take care of yourself and your energy now at whatever stage you're at, hopefully pre-burnout event. Hopefully you haven't experienced that and you can take good care of your energy now and you can avoid having this major system crash or major system meltdown and just have a sustainable level of your projector energy instead of trying to compete or compare your energy with others. So again, I never want to put anything on anybody, but I do want to encourage you to manage your energy well and to understand your energy well as a projector so that you can feel great and healthy and energized for as long as you possibly can. And maybe this is a silly way to look at it in terms of your energy and how it operates differently in your circuit. Your circuitry is, let's say, more sensitive. I might have shared this example on a different podcast episode. I can't remember. 
But when I lived in Ireland for a little bit, I brought my hair dryer from Canada with me. I had one of those converters that was supposed to convert the energy that you can use with appliances. I don't think you're supposed to use them with heat-based appliances, but anyways. So it worked, but it only worked for five or 10 minutes at a time. And if I used the hair dryer for more than that amount of time, it would literally melt like the exit part of the hair dryer where the hot air comes out. Like it actually melted the plastic. And eventually it stopped working because I fried the circuit. It wasn't the right type of energy going through that hair dryer, so I ruined it. And it's like that idea, although I don't mean to be disrespectful comparing your energy to that of a hair dryer, but it's this idea that your circuit is meant to take a certain type of energy, just like that hair dryer was designed to take a certain voltage of energy. And if you're taking in generator energy and manifestor energy, and you're using that for extended periods of time, either from planetary transits or from people that you're around, it's going to fry your circuit because your circuit isn't meant to handle that type of energy. So you need to be really mindful about that. You need to have strong energetic boundaries. You need to really value yourself and value the fact that you are not here to be a different energy type. You are here to be a projector. In terms of health, you also need to discharge that pent-up energy and spend time in your own aura. When it comes to sleep in that same vein for an open sacral, reflectors, projectors, manifestors, it's best for you to lie down before you're tired. You don't want to wait until you're exhausted. You need to give yourself time to wind down before you need to be asleep. So if you want to be asleep by 11 p.m., maybe go lie down in bed at 10 p.m. And you don't need to just be lying there in the darkness or something. You could be having a conversation. You could be reading. You could be watching TV, whatever feels good to you. But you do need to lie down. And as Ra always says, sleeping alone when possible and in your own room. So out of the aura of other people. And especially if you live in a big city or an apartment building, something to think about is that there's a lot of other people around you. So you might be in someone else's aura, even when you're in your own apartment, your bed might be on one side of the wall and someone else's bed might be on the other side of the wall. So it's just something to think about and to be mindful about. Let's say if you're in a relationship and you usually sleep with your partner and you're like, I can't sleep with you anymore. I'm a projector. I'm, I can't share a bed with someone. You still might be sharing an aura with someone when you're sleeping because someone could be sleeping on the other side of the wall. Just some food for thought. Do what you want with that information. I'm not going to tell you how to sleep, but it is something to experiment with in terms of being in your own aura. And okay, I'm sure you've heard this before with projectors, but ideally as a projector, you have about three to four hours of output per day. You are not meant to be working a regular job. You're not meant to be working 40 hours a week. You're certainly not meant to be working 60 plus hours a week, right? So with this, you have the ability, let's say if you work for yourself, or if you work part-time, you want to have three hours of really strong output per day. And the rest of the time, if you want to be learning or studying or reading, that's fine. But the main hours of productivity, we want to limit to about three. And if you are working a nine to five and you're like, yeah, that sounds awesome, but it ain't going to happen. A few things I would do is notice what your productivity is really like at work. Because often, especially for projectors, they can be very efficient in short periods of time. There's this TikTok going around or in Instagram, I can't remember where I saw it, where it's like, you know, it's Friday at 2 p.m. and you're about to do a full week's worth of work in the last three hours before five o'clock on a Friday. And so it's like a projector thing. You can be very efficient in short periods of time. So it is actually possible for you to basically only work three hours a day. And the rest of the time, you're just like relaxing or talking to other people or doing some kind of busy work where you're not really doing intense output and see if you can shift your work schedule perhaps to having a more focused output and then having a more relaxed output part of your day. 
And if that's not a possibility, set an intention of that changing. If you're happy where you are, do what you want. If you're like, I work 10 hours a day and I love it, okay, cool. Manage your energy, take care of yourself. If that's what you're happy doing, amazing. But if you're like, oh my gosh, I would love to work three hours a day. That sounds incredible, perfect. Set an intention of that happening. And as you become more aligned with your human design, as you become more magnetic, things will start to fall into place. In terms of work, you want to specialize and niche down, right? You're here to have your unique view, your unique perspective, so you don't want to be generalizing. And don't force this, just follow your curiosity, follow what you're fascinated with, follow what you love, and specialize over time. You also want to be sharing what you love, right? Being magnetic, just sharing that with the world and letting them see that. And there's someone who I love, a past client of mine who is really into meditation. And she does meditation teaching and has another job that she does, but wanted to move into meditation and really wanted to host a retreat. But retreats are a lot of work, especially for a meditation retreat to organize it, the location, to sell the tickets, to get all that done. It's a lot. So she just worked on sharing what she loves. She did some free meditation. She did this like awesome 30-day meditation challenge. She was sharing on social media. And it's not like she has this massive following, but she started getting all of these new opportunities of really big accounts that were reposting her stuff and sharing her stuff. And she was invited to host a retreat was someone else's retreat, but it's, hey, just come here. You'll be the one that's doing the meditations. Everything else will be sorted out. How perfect is that? So be your most magnetic self. Allow those great opportunities to come to you from sharing what you love. Collaboration with others is great. Like I mentioned earlier, especially with generators, that's a really great work relationship for projectors and generators or manifesting generators. If you're in your own business, and even if you're not actually, referrals are great for business as well as for entrepreneurs. So collaboration and referrals, those are great things for projectors, that kind of recognition that can go back and forth. I also think the projectors have a little bit of an influencer energy to a degree, but this whole idea that you're here to be a guide for others, you're here to share your wisdom openly and have people recognize you. So to me, that's kind of the energy of just sharing what you love. Now, again, there's a big difference between sharing to get something versus sharing because you want to share. Cold calls and hard selling are not really recommended for anybody, but especially for projectors. And social media, I think, is such a great tool for projectors because it's a place for you to share yourself where there is this implied invitation, right? If people are following you on social media, that's not exactly an invitation, but they want to hear from you and they can unfollow you at any time. So it's a great place for projectors to practice sharing themselves and sharing what they love, and they can be recognized and invited through that channel. All right, that is it for you beautiful projectors. I hope this helped you to clarify some parts of your energy type for you or was a great reminder for how magical you are. Next week, we're getting into the reflector energy type and I cannot wait. Thank you so much for being here. If you know a projector or if this one resonated with you, please share this so more projectors can experience their magnetism and alignment And also, so maybe they'll just stop correcting you all the time, right? (laughs) I kid. I love you, projectors. I appreciate you all so much. See you next week. 